Welcome to Two Chicks, Three Seats, the podcast that takes a look at the hospitality industry's hottest topics. Two Chicks, Three Seats is hosted by Kate Kennedy and Rachel Calkins and is brought to you by Triple Seat, the industry leader in event management software. Find out more about Triple Seat at TripleSeat.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to episode 11 of Two Chicks, Three Seats. This week, we're going to be talking about predicting summer 2020 event trends, which will be an exciting topic today. Nice, you know, a nice distance from what we've been talking about, a social distance, if you will, from (laughs) what we've been talking about the last six weeks. You're you're so punny, Kate. You're so punny. I know. I know. It just came to me. <laughs> but as warm weather continues to come um, every day, it seems to get hotter and hotter, bringing us closer to the summer months. It's literally almost June, um, and everyone seems to be wondering what does the impact of coronavirus mean for summer plans? Is this summer a bust, or are there going to be other ways that we can creatively come up with other ideas to fit the safety protocols of our new norms? So obviously we're not going to be seeing baseball games with friends like we may have in the past or giant groups of people on the beach quite yet, but there are some creative event trends that we wanted to predict and some things that we've been reading about that we wanted to share. And hopefully some ideas can be taken away from this episode of what could be fun this summer. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like summer is here because um, I went to um, like this local beach town that is open for outdoor dining on Memorial Day. And I sat outside and had dinner with my family at a restaurant and it was glorious. And I've never been happier to sit at a restaurant before. And it wasn't warm because like today's 90 degrees, but just happened that Monday on the beach was like 50 degrees. (laughs) So it was cold and it did rain a little bit, but I don't even care because, (laughs) because I was sitting at a restaurant and that's all I cared about. But I do have to say where we ended up eating, they had, um, their outdoor dining is sort of like outdoor indoor, like it's covered. And it also Mm -hmm. has those, um, you know, like almost like plexiglass, like things that you can bring down if it starts to rain on the sides. Um, they had heat lamps. So it was basically like being inside. So it was great. Um, and everyone was, you know, I just thought it was great. Everyone was like happy to be there and no one was complaining about the new rules. And um, it was just fantastic. And then I, I realized that. because my daughter is 10 months old, almost 11 months old, actually, that it was really like her first time eating in a restaurant that she like was like actively eating in the restaurant and not just like sitting in like a baby carriage, like sleeping. <laughs> Which is so weird to me because we're restaurant people. So my son at at 11 months had gone, had already eaten out like 200 times because that's just the way we are. And my daughter, this is like her first time. So it was a big big day for the Kennedy family. (laughs) Perfect way to kick off the Kennedy summer. Yeah. So anyways, I'm sorry. That was a little diversion there, but I wanted to share that because it was very exciting. And um, it just means that there's more good things to come this summer for sure. Definitely. Um, Yeah. And then another idea. So this is one of the things that I wanted to talk about today Um, in local as well to me in Derry, New Hampshire. um, I read about this concert venue um, that 
under normal circumstances, they host local bands um, and bigger celebrity bands inside their venue. Um, but since they are closed to all indoor concerts indefinitely, unfortunately, um, they came up with a fun alternative. And they sectioned off their parking lot. So each car is six feet apart. And luckily, they have a very large parking lot. So it worked for them. Um, and you can sit in your car or bring lawn chairs and sit in front of your car, or you can put a blanket down and sit on the hood of your car, the roof, the trunk, whatever, whatever you want to do. Um, and you pre-order food in beer packages. And when you arrive, you park in your specific number space, um, and a server brings you your order out and the band plays in front of the venue and you just enjoy the concert. And I thought that was so cool. And I'm totally going to do it. I don't know when, cause it's sold out for like the next month and a half, but <laughs> I'll figure it out. Um, that's so much. That's so much fun. Isn't it? I felt like it was such a great idea to enjoy the weather and be outside with people, but be far enough apart that you're not endangering anyone. Um, and yeah, and it's cheap too. It's like fifty dollars a car, which you know you could technically, if you have a family of four, you could all be in the car. So then you know it's like mm -hmm. less than fifteen dollars a person. Um, and they have speakers set up around the lot, and you can also tune into like an AM channel on your radio, um, like you do at drive-ins. So I just thought it was a great idea. So That's so fun because concerts are such a huge thing in the summer. Like everyone loves a summer concert and it would be a shame to not get that experience. So we're finding creative ways around that, it looks like. Yeah, and it's great. And I feel like a lot of restaurants, you know, that um, maybe like don't, that's not the only thing they do is concerts, but they do have like performers there. This is a great idea to have them keep that going, you know, during the mm -hmm crazy time. But yeah, you're right. I mean, concerts are a huge part of summer. And it was funny because I was pregnant last summer and we didn't go to one concert and we always go to concerts. And I was like, this summer we're going to, I can't wait for summer 2020 because we have, t we had tickets to like five different concerts and they're all canceled. <laughs> so I guess summer 2021 is going to be a big year for <laughs> me. <laughs> but maybe out this concept instead, you know, I think it would be fun. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, kind of similarly, and like you mentioned at the end, um, drive-in movie theaters, I think, are also going to be a hit this summer because like concerts, drive-in movie theaters are also a big thing that at least I love um, to go to. Yeah. And the local drive-in around me just opened up on Sunday. for They had a midnight showing, actually. Oh, and cool. it was sold, completely sold out, and the days since then have been completely sold out. So it's obviously a big hit that they're back open again. Um the theater enforces protocols kind of similar to how it sounds with the parking lot concert, but um, they keep every other parking space open. They highly encourage online ticket sales. Um, and then they also created a takeout app to order food from the snack bar that they have on, on site. Oh, cool. So it's just a simple way to get food, get out of the house, enjoy the fun summer experience like you usually would. Um, all from the safety of your own car. So, I mean, driving driving movie theaters, we're definitely going to be seeing those this summer. I yeah. predict. I know it. Driving movie theaters, driving concerts, just driving everything. Come <laughs> <laughs> down. Um, I love it. But on another note, something else that we've talked about and seen a little bit of um, is catered micro parties at home. So we originally saw this idea from a customer of ours, um, Pizza Barbone, located in Cape Cod, and we thought it was a very creative alternative to a normal event. So what Pizza Barbone is offering is a $500 package event for up to 20 guests, 
They offer food from a menu of pizza, salads, cannolis for the group to order from. And Barbone would provide one hour of food service from one of their employees. And they specify that this employee would be wearing all proper PPE um, required. And the bar- Barbone drives the truck of supplies and food to your location. So, for example, if you wanted to have a special neighborhood gathering, you could book the catered micro party to your street and then have it set up maybe in one common area of a cul-de-sac or some quieter spot. And then guests could take turns safely getting food from the truck. So this, I thought, was another creative and fun thing for guests to enjoy during the summer months because it's all obviously outside. So you can stay six feet apart from one another. Um, and then it can be considered a small private event for the restaurant who's doing this. So I thought Barbone, they were doing it for May and June. They had specific um, specific packages for those dates. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, I think other restaurants could adapt this if they're able to do stuff like that and maybe like other catering services altogether um, could go this route and just like find the audience of 20 guests or a neighborhood or maybe like a two families that live close by, um, any other ways that you could bring this into your own life. This is a great idea. I love this. If there's, I'm going to start searching and see if there's any local ones to me that are doing it because I would 100% like, even just like in my neighborhood and, and get a truck and then invite like, you know, my family. Um, and I think that's awesome. What a great idea. Maybe I'll do it for the kid's birthday party. (laughs) You that's should. Why, I mean, that's, that's why it wouldn't happen. Yeah. It's like she turns one in July. So I feel like I would only invite immediate family and that would be 20 people. So it's a great idea. Yeah. And, and honestly, so many people are doing socially distant gatherings like that. So, I mean, if you're obviously you're going to, if you're doing that already, then you may as well have the catered food to go along with it. And then with this cater micro party situation, they literally truck it all up to you and then are able to help serve you safely. So, I mean, I think it's a good, a good option. It's awesome. And $500, I mean, come on, that's way too, like in normal times for my daughter's first birthday, I probably would have a hundred people at my house. And like, even if we cooked our own food, it would cost way more than $500. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. um, That's great. I'm going to look into it for sure. Um, yeah. Summer 2020 trend coming yeah. at you. <laughs> well, keeping with the outdoor theme, because I feel like that's where summer 2020 is headed. Um, everything will be outdoors. Uh, so some restaurants are turning their outdoor spaces, um, are turning to their outdoor spaces to bring in more revenue. Um, and it's kind of like what the concert venue did and the drive-in. Um, but I'm not talking about like, you know, regular patios and roof decks and spaces they already have. Um, I'm talking about other spaces like lawns, parking lots, sidewalks, and even streets in some cases. Um, So restaurants are getting creative when it comes to optimizing how they utilize their outdoor space. And large tents with ample seating, outdoor bars with pairs of seats that are separated six feet apart. Um, One of our customers, uh, Tuscan Kitchen, we saw that at their Salem location. Um, they are doing that outdoor bar and they're keeping all the chairs six feet apart or they're doing like, you know, pairs of chairs. So two bar stools and then six feet, two more bar stools, but it's a huge outdoor bar that they literally drove in. Like it's a, it's a truck that they turn into a bar. Um, they have a tent and like, it's, I haven't been yet, but I'm planning on going soon. Um, it's supposed to be pretty awesome. So, I mean, I feel like this is, this, this is like the, culmination of all the trends is that outdoor spaces are going to be huge. Um, 
And some cities are even discussing the possibility of closing down major streets um, to allow restaurants to expand their spaces um, into the street in, in places like Boston and New York, large cities like Boston, New York, Chicago are all talking about doing this. Um, and also, I read an article the other day that cities, um, in, in specifically Boston, where honestly, under normal circumstances, in order to require an outdoor permit for outdoor seating, you have to go through like it's the mo- the longest process, and it costs a shit ton of money. And in a lot of cases, you don't end up getting the license. Um, so. What they're doing right now is they're easing these requirements and they're making it much easier for restaurants to get these licenses so that during the state of emergency, um, more restaurants will be able to expand outdoors because Boston's obviously their restaurants aren't open yet, but they will be soon in the, in like stage two, I think it is. And, but only for outdoor dining. And, you know, there's so many restaurants in the city or in Massachusetts in general that don't have outdoor dining. So um, and Boston happens to be one of the strictest cities, and Massachusetts is one of the strictest states when it comes to licensing for outdoor dining. So um, mm-hmm. it's nice that the government is is see like the licensing board is seeing this and being like, all right, we need to ease the restrictions. Hopefully, they just ease them forever. Because I'm telling you, that process, <laughs> it's like one of my worst memories from from running a bar in Boston. Is I literally had to go to the courthouse and sit in front of the board for like two hours of my day and then sorry a huge motorcycle gang just drove by my house (laughs) so loud I don't know if you can hear that (laughs) I digress um but yeah after the two hours at the courthouse because the restaurant or the bar that I ran was basically in the middle of like three different big Boston neighborhoods I had to sit down at three different neighborhood meetings and, and tell them why it was a good idea for our restaurant to have outdoor dining. And when I say outdoor dining, I'm literally talking about three tables and a sidewalk. Like, that's it. Like, I'm not talking about this huge patio or, like, crazy bar outside. or ain't Literally three, four tops on the sidewalk. And after all of that, and by the time this was over, it was, like, basically the summer was over, they said we couldn't have the license. <laughs> so... really i'm thinking this is that you know this is a great initiative and hopefully it helps get a lot more restaurants that outdoor dining that they're going to need um and and hopefully in other states i'm not sure what other states are stricter than boston but i'm sure there are other places that are the same um hopefully that they'll follow suit and, and ease their restrictions as well um because it's crazy i mean you know i think the restaurants have suffered enough this year so give them a little break here (laughs) <laughs> honestly I mean like they've been cities have been changing regulations when it comes to alcohol to go and mm-hmm. other things to help restaurants um so I'm, I'm hoping that this can easily happen other places too absolutely I agree and and again like like in Boston or Massachusetts you can you can get beer and wine to go now which is a huge step for for Boston and Massachusetts in general because the blue laws in Massachusetts make it so hard to do anything that's like take out um, like, I mean, we didn't even have alcohol delivery for the longest time because, um, because of the blue laws. So hopefully mm-hmm. this situation will lighten and ease the restrictions, like moving forward, hopefully forever, but who knows? Yeah, who knows? definitely. Well, talking about alcohol and food to go, mm-hmm. the next trend that I wanted to mention for summer 2020 could be summer themed to go packages for small gatherings. 
Um, so obviously during the summertime, everyone likes to spend time outside, whether it be poolside or enjoying family time in a big backyard. And a fun way to enjoy this outdoor time could be with a special themed package that a family or a group of friends or whoever could get from a restaurant. So if a group isn't comfortable dining inside quite yet, or your restaurant is just trying to keep using takeout as another revenue stream, which we've talked about many times is a great thing to do. Um, it could be a cool idea to offer various summer themed packages for groups. Um, so some ideas can include margarita kit nights, 4th of July themed, backyard barbecue essentials, family camping essentials, et cetera, et cetera. Basically anything creative that you think customers could love that have, has to do with summer and just summer activities and spending time outside. I love that. Um, <clears throat> Yeah. And I feel like any, obviously during the holidays, like the 4th of July, restaurants are doing fun packages and fun specials all the time, but just other things throughout the whole summer, you don't even need a holiday to offer special takeout cocktail concoctions or um, special packages for, for groups for food. Anything summer themed, I think could be great for the, for the summer. Cause I know I personally, once I'm able to have more time outside and see friends socially distance we would love to get like to go margarita kits and like special themed things like that which I know people have been doing a little bit but just continuing on that trend for the summer so that people could do together um as other activities I agree our um customer Bostonia Public House they did a Memorial Day themed um barbecue kit which I thought was really cute. Um, And I was looking at the pictures um, on Instagram after and the food looks so delicious. And I wish I lived closer because I totally would (laughs) have, would have gotten it. And also actually um, row 34 in Portsmouth, another, and they have another location in Boston. They did this too. And they're, Oh my God, their lobster roll is to die for. Um, And so was their clam chowder. And they did like a new England Memorial day package where you could get um, a kit to make your own lobster rolls um, with their lobster salad and like all the, like the rolls and all the fixings. And then also um, uh, the clam chowder as well. And then I think it included, you could do like a six pack of local beer from like three different breweries um, and then also oysters. So I thought that was a really cool idea too. Um, and I tried to get one, but they were sold out. So that's good news for them. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Bad news for me, good news for them. <laughs> you'll, ha- you'll have to get it on the next time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Their lobster rolls, they serve them in like popovers and holy Christ, oh. so good. <laughs> I've been having dreams about them because by now I've normally had one already and I haven't obviously. So, um, yeah, love their lobster rolls. So good. Um, oh, delicious. I want one. It's lunch. I'm hungry now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think what we've definitely made clear from this episode is that summer 2020 is the summer of outdoor dining and outdoor events, for sure. Um, outdoor experiences yeah. and outdoor food and drinks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it's lost. Like there's still like we're all these ideas. There's so much potential for the summer now that it is hot and mm-hmm. being outside is safer than being inside when it comes to coronavirus and like preparing or making sure that everyone's um, staying safe. But yeah, I mean, I think summer 2020 could still be a hit. Absolutely. Absolutely. And thank God it's safer to be outside because that's where we want to be right now. <laughs> I know. And obviously, hopefully more restaurants and bars will be opening as we progress further. But 
I know those are so subject to change and we just don't know yet, but these ideas that we've been talking about are definitely things that regardless of if you're open for in-house dining or not, that could be, um, could be done. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go. Let's go in outdoor dining. I'm excited. Let's go. Go. (laughs) Well, um, I feel like our whole episode was a high note this, this time around finally. Um, but let's still do our ending on a high note. Um, Little of course sad that we do here <laughs> we need a little theme music for ending on a high note so my ending on a high note comes to us from chicago one of my favorite cities um it's called the chicago cares package um in goose island brewery which makes fantastic beer and you can i think that they distribute across the country so i'm sure everyone listening has either had it or knows of it um also lakeshore beverage and meals on wheels are teaming up to help hospitality workers who have been impacted by the COVID-19 outbreak. Um, So what you do is you pick a participating pizza shop and then order online and select the Chicago Care Package option. And it can be done once at each location per person. And you'll get a pizza, salad, and a six-pack of Goose Island beer. Um, So for all of our listeners who work in hospitality in the Chicago area, uh, we'll link the map in this episode's description because um, it was the, the link is way too. It's like a Google map. It's way too long to to just say out loud. <laughs> we'll post that. Um, but I think this is great. And like, who doesn't? I mean, you can. Li- there's like 12 pizza shops, which means you can get like 12 times. You can get a free pizza, a large salad, and a six pack of beer. That's pretty awesome. 12 times. I love a good deal that's also doing good. <laughs> Seriously. Um, so, yeah, let's all embrace the the uh, quarantine 15 that we've already <laughs> we've already gained and eat pizza and beer. Drink beer. Sounds pretty awesome. Sounds good to me. Love it. Yep. <laughs> well, my ending on a high note is um, about the Frontline Foods Initiative, which is a little similar to some things, different initiatives that we've seen across the country, but another noteworthy one that I wanted to talk about. Um, The initiative actually began in San Francisco when a pediatric nurse was asked at the start of the whole coronavirus outbreak by her friends how they could help her and her colleagues on the front lines. And she simply answered pizza as a way to feed and boost morale among clinicians working the long hours as she and her her coworkers had been. So the group of her friends in San Francisco came together and created Frontline Foods, which has since grown to become an army of volunteers raising funds from the community to support local restaurants and feed hundreds and hundreds of frontline workers. So similar to how other programs across the country work that are doing a similar type thing, um, Frontline Foods accepts donations that go right to a local restaurant. Volunteers that work with Frontline Foods match restaurants with local hospitals and frontline facilities, and then meals are safely made and delivered to the frontline heroes. And Frontline Foods is currently now in 59 cities and has delivered 400,000 meals to up to 700 Frontline teams. So I will link the website um, where you can donate or you can donate on a national level or you can donate locally to one of the cities that is listed. And if you don't see your own city, you can help bring this program to your your city. Um, But just... Yeah, another another example of a program, an initiative that was started in um, wanting to bring restaurants to as a tool to help 
um, frontline workers and yeah. get them that great food and support a restaurant and everyone working together. I love that. You know, my my husband's a nurse and he um and, and he works in an ICU, so he's been dealing with a lot of COVID patients. And he um he's funny because <laughs> we see commercials on TV and it's like we stand with our frontline workers and blah blah blah. And my husband's always like, "Yeah, nice commercial, but like just send me a pizza." <laughs> like it's nice like yeah thanks Toyota I appreciate that you stand with me but like just send me a pizza yeah <laughs> so I'm like cool that's this is exactly what they're doing it's what they want they don't need the commercials people they just want the pizza <laughs> they just want the pizza and the food and the care yeah it's true and the coffee he's like iced coffee and pizza um yeah so he actually gets free iced coffee every day from a place down the street from us they they for healthcare workers, if you go in with like your badge, you get a free iced coffee. So it's really nice. Oh, love that. And I know places are doing like discounts if you have your ID, yeah. if you're a frontline worker, ever, like in a lot of places. Yeah. And he's also got like, he's got sweet greens, a salad place. They're doing it. Um, he's gotten free smoothies. And um, what else did he say? Oh, he got a free oil change on his truck. So that was nice. Um, there's yeah. a lot of places, a lot of restaurants, mostly hospitality. It's funny because the hospitality industry is the hardest hit industry. I think with everything that's happened and they're the ones who are helping the frontline workers the most. So it just goes to show, um, you know, how supportive and what great community the restaurant industry is. Oh, a hundred percent. Definitely a high note. <laughs> Love that. Well, I think this was a good episode and I hope everyone took a little bit away. Um, we're excited for summer 2020 and lots of high notes to come. That's right. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.